0: Good evening, this is Lee Heavily Discourse and you're listening to Teen Money Matters. We're your hosts, Jadad De Kothari
1: and Sonica Kotari.
0: Teens have enough to think about with growing up such as societal pressures from peers, parents, family, and more. So how can young people set themselves up for financial success? This program will explore ways to save, budget, and understand the importance of managing money for the future, including interviews with fellow teens and insight from local experts in the financial world. Tonight we welcome Mr. Les Winston from Route Six Sixty Four, the Road to Human Kindness, and the organization Social Charity. Hi, Les. How are you?
2: Hi. Good evening. Nice to talk with you guys.
1: Hi, Les. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the show. Today we are talking about financial literacy and especially um, paying for college. So before we get on with our program, could you introduce yourself to our listeners?
2: Sure. My name is Les Winston, and I am the national spokesperson for socialsecharity.org. That's socialsecharity.org. That is a uh, project of the Endow American Network Foundation, and we have uh, also have a streaming program on a regular basis, which is on route664.org. Route664 is the road to human kindness. We are all about creating endowment for nonprofit organizations using sections of the tax code that have kind of laid dormant for over 50 years. And we want to bring those to the light and help the public use them effectively to create endowments for themselves as well as endowments for the community that they uh, want to support.
0: Thank you. So, as Les mentioned, he is part of the Social Security Organization and host of the Route 664, The Road to Human Kindness podcast. So, could you tell us more about your work in particular in this organization and podcast?
2: Sure. Uh, my background is uh, I was a financial planner, and I became directly involved with Endow American Network Foundation because of my designation. I'm a Chartered Advisor in Philanthropy. That's a CAP, not to be confused with CPA. Chartered Advisors in Philanthropy work with the public to help them use charitable devices, the charitable tools, uh, in order to do planning. And so my background is in helping anybody who wants to create an endowment for themselves that they can use to produce income later in life. And uh, then at their passing, where that money will then go on to the community. So they create two endowments. We call it the theory of social charity And That's uh, what I work in primarily. My objective is to get people to avoid taxes if they can and to do it legitimately using charitable devices.
1: Awesome. And, yeah, we've done a few interviews with Les, so this is just a little reminder. Um, If you haven't listened to them, be sure to check it out. Um, So we'll talk more a little bit about financial literacy and, obviously, Les, you are... I'm very knowledgeable in this. So how do you perceive financial literacy today, especially in consideration of your generation versus the young generation?
2: Well, I think that there's a lack of financial literacy because I don't think that the education that is prescribed in most communities includes financial literacy, um, and it should. I think it's a very important part of learning how to get along in the world and i would like to assist uh, any youngsters who want to achieve financial literacy by giving them information that's easy to learn and easy to understand because it is a complex area unfortunately a lot of parents don't spend time talking to their children about financial matters and uh, that was a little different in my house my household and i understand it was also different in your household and yep. it's a very important part of growing up, uh, being able to deal with financial matters, understanding how to use money, what the impact of saving is, and how important that can be going forward. In my generation um, and the generation before me, there was a very strong desire for people to save. Uh, They understood what saving was all about. And only lately, I think in the last... 30 to 40 years, that savings has uh, fallen by the wayside. So anything Mm -hmm. that we can do to educate young people about saving, that will help.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, I know that you've also been doing a lot of work related to that, similar to us with our money matters, things that we do. So that's very awesome.
0: Yeah. So as you mentioned in your response to the previous question, uh, you talked about that there's a lack of financial literacy in today's generation. And we know that if this deficit continues then it can also affect other areas of our future, including our like social health and our emotional health as well. So what would you want to see change in the future regarding this? Like what can we do now to be proactive and change this in the future? So the upcoming generation does have the financial skills that are required?
2: Well I think that there's a lot of anxiety in young people today because they see what's going on around them and they wonder and worry about their future. I think there's a lot of confusion about how to plan for the future, what your goals might be. Uh, I don't think there's a systematic way that's being taught, and uh, I think it's a very necessary part of uh, the education process. So what I would like to see is I would like to see all individuals have a 664 trust, actually, Um, It's one of the most important financial planning tools that Congress gave us all those years ago in 1969, and uh, one that's not being used very often. And the 664 Trust is a planning tool that is a lifetime tool. It doesn't limit you to only one. You can have more than one uh, Mm -hmm. 664 Trust, but the 664 Trust allows you to build an endowment fund for yourself And you can contribute to it in any amount that you want. There are tax benefits in using it as well. You can get tax-free sale of capital gain property. These are terms that may be a little foreign to uh, your listeners. But any time you're successful with an investment, the government likes to take a piece of that. And they call that capital gains tax and the capital gains tax is paid on the gain that you make on your investment. When you use a 664 trust in your planning, and if you have one during your lifetime, you get to understand that any time you're going to make the sale of property that has capital gain, you could use the 664 trust to avoid that. And therefore, the full amount of the sale of the asset is in your endowment account, and that makes it grow really quickly because you don't have the tax coming out. So, our objective is to get the use of 664 all the way from age 13 to the age that the person is going to die. It's a, a lifetime benefit for them. That's a really important aspect of their planning.
1: Yeah, I think that's all really important Mm -hmm. to hear, um, especially because not many people know about it. So obviously, building awareness is very needed and very important. Um, So kind of going more into a focus on schools in particular, uh, many schools don't have Mm -hmm. mandatory personal finance, financial literacy classes, and uh, actually many schools don't offer these at all. I know, for instance, my school doesn't mandate these, so I don't actually know... I don't know hardly any people who've taken these classes. So what is your take on this? What do you think should be changed in the school and education systems?
2: Well, I think that it should be mandatory. I think that uh, in the state of Florida, now they have uh, made it mandatory that in order to graduate, the students have to take uh, enough credits of financial literacy to be able to qualify to graduate. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a very important step that we've taken here in the state of Florida. As I understand that there are approximately 20 to 24 other states that have done it or are in the process of doing it. And I think that that will help our future tremendously by making youngsters aware of financial literacy, by giving them the tools to, uh, to be successful in life. And I think uh, it's also very important for their mental health, their physical well-being, right. and I think it's also wonderful for relationships that they have with themselves and with the community.
0: Yeah, it's definitely great to hear that many more schools are improving this, and the fact that like almost half of the states have already uh, mandated personal finance classes and in the future we'll hopefully see more, I think it really gives us hope that the upcoming generation does have the uh, necessary skills to deal with their finances and can help every like everyone out. Yeah, so today's topic that after this we're going to tell the listeners about is paying for college. So we want to raise awareness because this topic is becoming increasingly important since the cost of college is also becoming increasingly high. And one thing that we want to consider is that many people think that Formal education is not worth, or formal education or a degree from college is not worth it anymore because of the high costs. So, what do you think about this? Like, do you think there's a proper return that you would get if you go to college or if you do not go to college?
2: Well, I think uh, I'd like to preface this by saying that not everybody needs to go to college. Um, I think that there are a lot of ways to prepare for your future, but there are a lot of different avenues that individuals can take besides going to college. I think that if you are skilled and, and you have um, the uh, aptitude to go on to do things that require college, that that's what you would pursue. But there are people that don't have that aptitude. And I I think that a lot has been uh, forced on young people with regard to this idea that college is the only uh, solution. But let me let me also say that having a college education is extremely valuable. It increases the value of your skill set, and it increases the value, your personal value, as an, as a potential employee. The more knowledge you have about particular areas, the more likely it is that you're going to receive a better level of pay uh, because of an education. But you can also have skill sets that come from you know the labor market where you learn skills we're always going to need people to be plumbers we're always going to need people to be carpenters we're going to need people to be uh lifeguards we're going to need people to do all these things so if you are not predisposed to go to college it's not a terrible thing mm-hmm. but if you want to increase your value in the workforce a college degree or some other skill sets that you've learned at a higher level than other people will give you an advantage. That's what makes you more attractive, puts you more in demand and raises the pay scale for you when you do start to work. So having a skill set, having learned something whether it's just, you know, working in the physical areas of the workforce or if it's in education, doing something to improve yourself and to increase your ability to do more uh, for your employer is very valuable.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think you've been mentioning some things about skill sets and learning more about these things, um, whatever they're interested in, or just about actually even financial literacy. So uh, what do you think are some resources that students and their families can use to learn more about this topic and take steps to pay for college without incurring too much debt? Because obviously that is one big problem that especially in the United States, uh, we have, and also in other countries.
2: Yeah. Well, parents can utilize, the government has provided in the tax code for uh, sections of the tax code that allow parents to put aside money for education of their children mm-hmm. on a favorably taxed basis. And if you're going to prepare to a fund for your youngster to go to school, then you should take advantage of that because it is a better way to accumulate funds for higher education. The young student today, the, one, uh, the student that's going to go to college, if you're going to go to college, you're going to need to be aware of the potential cost of that, mm-hmm. and that is something that is, uh, has been dealt with in very in a lot of different ways, but it is, you know, borrowing the money from the government is one of the ways that people have solved that, I hope, that in the future, colleges will uh, lower their costs and make it easier for youngsters to afford. And uh, I think they need to take the burden off of the taxpayer. I think that's one of the things that we need to do.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think those people that do want to attain secondary education should be able to get to attain that if they want to. And, um, yeah, the increasing costs of college do not help in that because many people that would want to get into those industries or those fields are not able to because they don't have the adequate resources or the adequate money to be able to get a college degree that does require them to be able to fill in those jobs. So uh, now going back to... I'm
2: hoping that your work with Teen Money Matters uh, should help prepare more students and make them more aware of what has to be done we can, we're can. we certainly doing it on our end. We want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity, if they are uh, capable, that they should be able to uh, utilize the higher education that we have available in this country. It is among the best in the world, mm-hmm. but we need to be able to afford that, and that's an important part of being prepared. So your work is, uh, we commend you on what you're doing with regard to teaching financial literacy. It's so important these days.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. And I think we're all trying to um, help this mission and improve the financial educational state of our local communities and the global community as a whole. And I think that um, hopefully we impact people through what we're doing and hopefully the same for um, what you are doing with a Charity and the Route 664 podcast. So yeah, as we're towards the end of our segment today, is there anything, like final words that you wanted to talk about or anything that you wanted to leave our listeners with today?
2: I think we want to project the feelings of love. Love is the most powerful force on Earth. I'm not the one that said that originally. Albert Einstein uh, also felt the same way, even though he created the worst uh, type of energy or the best type of energy, depending on how you look at it with, um, you know, uh, his E equals MC squared and the fact that atomic energy is so powerful, but he always felt that the greatest power on Earth was love. And so we project, we want to project that feeling to young people that they can love themselves and they can love the community that they live in all in one tool, and that is in a 664 trust. And we want young people to become aware of that 664 Is the road to human kindness, and we hope that people will join us down that road. And we certainly thank you, uh, both uh, Sonica and Jay, for your work in directing people towards us and towards the road to human kindness. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about it today.
1: Awesome. Yeah, Yeah, thank you so much for being here. I
2: I just want to remind, I got to remind the people, you got to go to Route664.org and listen to the podcast that we have and the radio program that broadcasts 24-7. Our radio program, our radio station has replays of all of our interviews with people who have talked about social security and the idea of, of love and kindness and human kindness. And uh, we certainly look forward to sharing more time with you guys.
1: Yeah, if you guys all go on to their website and their show, then you can also find interviews with us and also a lot of different resources and interviews with all sorts of different people. So that's very cool, all the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for being a part of this mission and also talking with us today. I um, really appreciate you taking the time.
2: Thank you very much. Good luck.
0: We are now going to take a short break. You have been listening to Teen Money Matters and we'll be right back.
2: Did you know that your phone is a radio? You can tune in to WDIY anywhere on the go with WDIY's phone app. Download for free from the Apple or Google store, and your phone will become your trusted radio. The easy-to-use app lets you listen to WDIY on your phone live and access your favorite music shows on demand. Download and share the WDIY app with your friends and family and introduce them to many choices, real voices. Celtic Fair. A celebration of Celtic music and culture from its roots in Ireland, Scotland, Wales, Galatia, and Brittany to its branches in Australia, Cape Breton, Canada, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, and the Lehigh Valley. Bringing you music, interviews, and a weekly culture calendar every Thursday from 7 to 9 on WDIY Allentown listener-supported community public radio.
1: Welcome back to Teen Money Matters. We are talking about paying for college. Before we went to break, we were speaking with our guest, Les Winston, from Social Charity and Route 664. Um, and now we will be continuing our conversation about paying for college.
0: Yeah, so paying for college is obviously a really big issue now because of the increasingly cost of college. And if you do end up going to college, uh, one thing that you will end up noticing while you pay for college is that it is very expensive. And you might be wondering, why is college so expensive? So in the United States, in particular, the cost of college has been increasing faster than ever and increasing faster than the other items that we buy in our daily lives. If you notice, years ago, the cost of college might have been much lower than it is today. And as many people predict, it will only get higher.
1: Yeah, and honestly, this topic is very important to a lot of us. I know both of us are students. I will be going to college next year onwards. So this is something that's very, very upcoming for me. But in general, there are too many people left in debt after college, and they're basically sunk knee-deep into the money they owe. So we found some statistics about this, and 43 million Americans are carrying an estimated $1.5 trillion in federal student loan debt and $119 billion in private student loans. If you want to learn more about what loans are and learn more about how they work, then be sure to check out one of our previous episodes about loans. But basically, the way that a majority of people nowadays pay for college is through loans. And this method, while you do pay for college when you're um, in that system itself, Afterwards, it's a lot to pay back. And this is really important to talk about because so many students are then um, left with very bad financial planning and that really impacts them later on in their lives. And honestly, it's something that does not get discussed in our current education system and really should be. Even though the government has taken steps to reduce debt for a lot of people, the student loan debt crisis is far from over. So we kind of broke it down today to talk about how this entire process can work before going to college, while you're in college, and afterwards when you graduate from college.
0: So what can you do before you start college? So one important thing that is probably going to contribute the most, especially from your family income, is just saving money in general. Having a sort of plan to save money over the years as you approach college will definitely help to add up to Uh, whatever you have to pay while in college. And one example of doing this is through the 529 plan. Uh, Many states around the country are using this 529 plan to create saving and investment accounts that can help individuals and families save for education and also get tax deductions and tax advantages. And these are solely used for education, whether it be your own, your child's, or even other children's. And there are many tax benefits to this that the program offers, making it a very incentivized program that if you put money in it, you will get rewards from it. So a 529 plan is an example of a great thing that you can invest in to make sure that your children in the future or even now you have money saved up for their education and you know that if they need money in the future for education or for even after education uh, their children need it then there is some uh, leave a room where you can access that money that you have saved solely for education.
1: Yeah so obviously beforehand saving money is very much a necessity Um, when you're trying to pay for college, but there is also a lot of aid to be given around. So this is kind of known in the form of free money, grants, scholarships, things like that. So basically these resources are ones you don't have to pay back. They are given to you as need-based or merit-based financial aid. So there are a lot of sources that these come from, such as the government, the state, your individual college, or even private entities. But the overall goal is that the differentiation that it creates between itself and loans is makes it easier for people to pay for college. Um, You don't have to pay it back. You don't have to you don't owe anything once you've received these forms of aid, which makes it really helpful when you're trying to get your education. So, for example, the government has a program called the FAFSA, Um, if you've heard of it. It basically stands for the Free Application for Federal Student Aid. And this application opened just a few days ago on October 1st. So all senior students and their families can now go apply to this, and um, there is a lot of aid to be given out through this process. So it opens every single year for the rising seniors um, of that year and the people who will be going to college, and it can be renewable it can be renewed for all four or five how many years you are in college. So yeah, that is one big program that is present today. Another one is the CSS profile. That is something that a lot of colleges offer and it really depends on the college, but that's also something that is used in order to be given out aid. Um, and contrary to myth, these might only be offered to students who are going to college, but there are a lot of different resources, a lot of different scholarships, a lot of different grants that can be offered to students who are not even in college. There, I, I definitely know a lot. They're available for even middle school students or early high school students. It's just a matter of being able to find them, being proactive about researching for them, and I really do recommend all our listeners listening in right now to look out for these uh, opportunities because they really, really can add up to a lot. College is very expensive. Um, I know for myself, it is very expensive, but it doesn't have to be. If we all take steps to be proactive, if we all take steps to get the forms of financial aid that we can use without having to pay back later on in our lives, that is a big help. Just to get it out there, in one academic year, over $2 billion in federal student grants go unclaimed. So I'm just going to leave it at that because that really sums up how much as a society we are really lacking information about this.
0: Yeah, so now that you know that there are ways that you can either save money to pay back for college or even access uh, free money such as grants and scholarships or even take loans out to pay back for college, You can also do things during college itself. So there is called a work-study program where you can work while in college. And these work-study programs are specifically designed for students that need to pay back their college or need assistance to pay back for their college. And while you are working in school or in college, you can uh, pick from a ton of different jobs and pick what you align with your interests. And some examples of these work-study jobs include working at a library, part-time, working at uh, maybe an ice cream shop on campus or anywhere related to that. It can be anything, and it really helps to pay off your uh, money for college.
1: And obviously, after college, if you have taken out any loans that need to be repaid, that is obviously a process you have to go to. But we have also talked about this in one of our previous episodes, so please do go check it out. But just to sum up our entire conversation for today, we have been talking about paying for college, And there are a lot of nuances that go into this topic, but we basically highlighted different things such as the 529 plan, different grants, scholarships, loans, the FAFSA. So I really do recommend everyone to research on their own and learn about these things that can help them in the future. Thank you listeners for making time for this conversation. You can also find past episodes and other public affairs programming at WDIY.org and on major podcast platforms. I'm Sanika Kothari.
0: And I'm Jaditya Kothari.
1: And this is WDIY 88.1 FM. Tune in next Thursday for more Lehigh Valley discourse, and we'll see you next time on Teen Money Matters.